Hey, welcome to the 1826 podcast. My name is Joe and I'm the leader of the 1826 young adult community here at Faith Chapel. I just want to let you know really quickly, we meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. in our church lobby. I encourage you to check us out on Instagram at 1826FC so you can kind of get a feel for what we're about. Without any further ado, let's dive into the message. And tonight I wanted to talk about a a phrase that you may be seeing a lot lately as we go into midterms, which is true or false, true or false. And tonight is a really big notes night. So if you want to pull out your phone, I encourage you to take notes because I'm going to challenge you to write down true or false, and then I'll say something. And I want you to answer the question. I'm not going to tell you how to answer it. You do this for yourself. I don't like it when people tell me how to think, so I'm not going to try and tell you how to think. I'm going to share my thoughts with you on each one, but you ultimately have to make the decision for yourself. Sound fair? Let's do the first one. True or false? I am confident in people telling the truth. I am confident in people telling the truth. I don't know about you, but I've lost confidence where I gather my information. I have lost confidence in the sources in which I gather information. It seems like everything that I read these days, I, especially with the election coming up, there's people who are very, very passionate on this side, and there are people who are very, very passionate about this side, and both think they are telling the truth. However, both cannot be true because they're very contradictory of each other. So what is true? And how do I know you're not distorting the truth? And unfortunately, we live in an era where people are no longer ashamed to distort the truth. I was sharing my thoughts with uh, a colleague earlier. Uh, what are you going to talk about tonight? And I was kind of going through this bit, and, and, and they said something very funny to me. They said, well, you know, that, that whole distorting of the truth in the media has only kind of come up recently. It's only been in the last four years. And if you are under the impression that people have been only lying for the last four years, I have really unfortunate news for you. People have been lying since the beginning of time. In fact, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to go back to Genesis and talk about the first few lies that people told. And that'll be challenging for us. But some of us actually lie to ourselves because we would rather live in a false reality than step into the truth that God created us to live in. True or false? Here's some some common lies people say. Quote, my significant other isn't that bad. Plus, I'll never find somebody better. Lie. How about this one? Are you okay? I'm fine. Lie. They're lying to you. They're not okay. Quote, I'll be happy once I receive insert materialistic thing here. Lie. Nothing's going to serve you. It might serve you happiness for an hour, for a day, for a month. It will never serve you happiness for a long, for, for a lifetime. Lastly, I think it'll be okay. All my friends do it. Lie. We lie to ourselves because lying to ourselves is an easier narrative to live with. We, we can match a lie to the way we want to live. Truth is, is becoming static. It's much harder to agree with than a lie. And we're living in a constant conspiracy about ourselves and about others, and we wonder why we can't relate to other people, let alone learn to love ourselves. And we know the truth is out there, but we just can't find it. 
after all, nobody else is telling the truth. Almost everybody here said false. True or false? Do people tell the truth? Almost all of us said false. (laughs) On Monday morning, I watched a video of a pretty well-known artist um, who I will not say the name of because I hope nobody else watches this video. Um, if you're into, into like social media trends, you may know what I'm, I'm talking about. But this celebrity was talking about who they were going to vote for. And um, they basically were going through each side. And uh, one of the phrases that stuck out to me and why I bring it up is he, he said, I'm, I'm voting for this person because I just can't get over the fact that science is truth. Science is truth. And and that phrase rubs me the wrong way in a different way than what he probably meant it. That phrase rubs me the wrong way because people who typically believe science is truth cannot also believe that truth is God. So, So write this down. True or false, God and science go together. Think about that. God and science go together. I think we want truth to be static because we don't really want to think. We want somebody to tell us what to think. And and science and and equations and all these other things, they they make us seem very comfortable because we don't have to change the way we live because one plus one equals two. That is a fact. We can do whatever we want to do. We can live however we want to live. And one plus one still equal two. It's much easier to believe in. We can do whatever we want. And everything that humans do is actually an exploration of truth, but it's actually an act of growth. And growth is never static. Think about your health. You're you're either working out, you're eating right, and your health is inclining, or you're not working out, you're not eating right, your health is declining. Your health cannot be static. It's the same thing with your worldview. Your worldview cannot be a static thing. The moment it becomes a static, it loses its purpose. It serves you no good. It's just there. One plus one equals two. Follow me? And you may be listening to this, and God has always been an exploration of information that you consume, but God is actually an interaction or an encounter that leads to transformational growth forever. So let's look at the first lie. Genesis 3.1. I'll read it to you. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but did God say you must not eat from the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden? And you must not touch it or you will die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will certainly not die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. One of the first lies that's ever told is you will be like God. And it's not a surprise to me that the enemy attacks the first humans in this way. Do this and you will become more. But here's the reality of the situation. They didn't need to become more. God created man. He said, it is good. He made them in his image and his likeness. They were already like God. They didn't need to do anything 
to try and become him. They were already made perfectly in his image. True or false? You are created in the image and likeness or, of God. The, the serpent says, eat this and become more. And what he's trying to convince them of is that the very core of their identity was a lie. Do you see the relevance in this for, for today? How the serpents and the enemies and people in your life are trying to distort the image that you have of yourself. Just do this and you'll fit in. Just do this and you can fix this problem. Just do this and you'll be cool enough. You can be accepted if you just do this. And when we do these actions, we, we take it upon ourselves to, to elevate our standards and become gods. And that was never our role in the first place. And so they ate the fruit to try to become like God, but it's impossible to become like God without him. It's actually insane to abandon him in one action and thinking your result is going to be closer to him. And why this conspiracy or question is so important is because what you believe about God will affect the relationship that you have with him. And what you believe about God will, will affect the relationship and the view that you have about yourself. So true or false, God has your best interest in mind. Because if you believe that he is good and everything he created was good, then you begin to realize that what your soul longs for is more of him in the things that he created. Relationship with one another, community, what we're doing right now. But I know some of you are here and, and you've started to believe the lies that have been said about you or that you've actually begun to tell yourself that you'll never amount to anything, that you're not good enough, that you'll never find somebody, that you'll, you'll never, ever, ever achieve what you want to. And that's the thing about lies, the source doesn't matter, it's just always not true. Have you ever told a lie and it was better than the truth? Seemingly so. Have you ever told a lie and, and you thought, well, if I just say this, then I can get out of that, and then I can do what I actually wanna do? Can you hang out on Friday? Oh, sorry, I'm just, I'm so busy. I can't, I can't make it. And you got to eat at some fancy restaurant and then they walk in too and it's like, oh, this is awkward. That's happened to me more times than I would like to admit. What I love about the truth is that it comes with confidence. Confident people are often truthful people. It comes with a level of swagger. People who have confidence are never in a rush. They're never in a hurry. Truth is never in a rush. It's never in a hurry. It's always on time. And when you're telling the truth, you don't have to remember the lie. It's the great thing about it. People who live in truth have accepted the reality of their situation, have coped with it, and have learned to adapt with it to live in the present moment. And that's called calling and purpose. And here's the truth. Truth has become informational, not relational. And we view truth as a set of data points. How many likes did I get? How many compliments did I get? How many friends do I have? And if we can 
have a certain level of data points and statistics that will match our made-up standard, then we'll feel good enough about ourselves. And that's exactly the reason why our world is so broken. It's because we've lost relationship with one another. You are not a set of data points. God never created you to be that. God created you for fellowship and relationship and truth. True or false? My identity is found in data, not relationships God created me for. I love this verse in Psalms. Psalms 45, uh, we'll start in 15, 14. So justice is driven back and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets. Honesty cannot enter. Truth is nowhere to be found. And whoever shuns evil becomes prey. Isn't that a, a, a parallel for the year that we're in? Whoever shuns evil will become prey. Whoever speaks life will be pushed away. And the Lord looked and was displeased, and there was no justice. Justice and truth go hand in hand. Justice is how truth expresses itself in community, a.k.a. how do we treat one another? How are our relationships? How do we treat one another? Not just here. It's easy to treat one another well in social settings for an hour. How do you treat someone when they're at their low moments, their embarrassing moments? Where do we find justice? In truth. Let me put it to you this way. When you begin to love somebody, it changes the way you speak to them. It changes the way you act around them. It changes your whole world. You're in love. You would do anything for that person, right? Our interactions that we have with people have opposite reactions. The way you interact with people leaves an imprint on their life. So, true or false? You improve people's lives just by the way you interact with them. Let's skip to John 16, 13. But when he is spirit of truth, I love that phrase, the spirit of truth, the very air that we breathe, it's not the hammer of truth, it's not a brick of truth. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they threw a brick of truth at you? Like you were disagreeing with one another and they just tried shoving facts down your throat, right? How did that go, right? We see a lot of that in this year. <laughs> People are, are throwing bricks of truth at each other and yes, it's true, but they're hurting more than they're doing good. The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into the truth. True or false, the truth guides my life. The truth guides my life. We'll finish in John 8. Then you will know the truth. Jesus is speaking. He's going back and forth with people. They're being very stubborn in this moment. John 8, 32, then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And the crowd responded to him, we are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves to anyone. 
How can you say that we'll be set free? Isn't it interesting when you're enslaved to someone or something that you have no sense of reality around you? You have no idea when you're in slavery. That's just your reality. No idea. They're saying, oh, Jesus, we, <laughs> we're not enslaved to anything. We're, we're doing great. My relationships are great. I'm doing whatever I want to do. I'm young. I'm reckless. I'm having fun. I'm not in, this isn't a life of slavery. This is a life how I desire it. He's saying, no, 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 no. You're not living in truth. Because the truth sets you free, and when you're living a lie, you become enslaved to them. Jesus is saying, I am the truth. And without me, you could live the best life you could imagine, and you'll never walk in freedom. First week, we, we talked about this, this verse and this concept, and this is what we'll tie it all together. Jesus is saying, I am the what? The way, the truth, and the life. And we need all three things to coexist with one another. He is the way. We have to choose him. He is the truth. Without him, nothing else would matter. And with him, we have life. Without him, we just merely exist. It's true or false? We'll end with this. Jesus is truth. Arguably the most important thing you'll have to answer for yourself tonight. Jesus is... Don't just put you if you don't mean it. Think about it. This book that we teach from, this book that I'm supposed to live off of, is 100% the truth. And it may not make sense to me as one plus one equals two does. It may not make sense in the way that equations make sense to me. And it may change the way that I have to live. But it is the truth. And this is the way I am choosing to go. Father, we praise you in this place. We lift you up. We know that if you are for us, then nothing can be against us. Through difficult seasons, through lonely seasons, through brokenness, through dark thoughts and depression, we, we ask that you would come down and give us peace and hope. God, we know that your word is true and that what you did for us so many thousands of years ago was the ultimate symbol of truth. God, I pray for this discussion time as we, we enter in. Pray that we would not only be challenged, but we would learn and we would grow more about you. I ask you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. I hope that message encouraged you. I hope it inspired you. I want to let you know that we meet 
every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're free to join us. We'd love to meet you. We meet on campus at our home church, Faith Chapel San Diego. You can look us up online. You can follow us on Instagram at 1826 for more info. We hope to see you soon.